Dobrodan from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Serbia update from the 21st of March 2023, a quick summary of what's going down in Serbia. On Saturday the 18th, Josep Borrell, the EU High Representative for Foreign Affairs, Serbian President Aleksandr Vucic, and Kosovo Prime Minister Albin Kurti met in Ohrid, North Macedonia, to discuss the implementation of the Franco-German proposal for the normalization of relations. After the meeting ended, Borrell declared that Serbia and Kosovo had reached a deal on implementing the Franco-German proposal. However, both Kurti and Vucic continued to speak against each other at separate press conferences. After the meeting, Kurti said that the implementation of this proposal is a de facto recognition between Kosovo and Serbia, adding that Serbia once again avoided signing the document. Vucic said that Belgrade and Pristina had agreed on an implementation plan and that he will continue to insist that the formation of the Association of Serb Municipalities is set as a priority obligation. Many European politicians also encouraged the implementation of the Franco-German proposal. Jorn Rod, ambassador of Germany in Kosovo, mentioned the possibility of sanctions from the EU to both Kosovo and Serbia if the parties are not constructive towards the implementation of the plan. However, he also said that both countries are promised additional investments if they finalize the dialogue and reach an agreement. He also said that Kosovo must fulfill its 10-year-old obligation to establish a community of municipalities with a Serbian majority, but added that without mutual recognition, he doesn't see either Serbia nor Kosovo in the EU. Less than a year after the last extraordinary parliamentary elections, almost the entire opposition is in favor of a new election being scheduled. Many assume that the early parliamentary elections will be held late this year or in the early months of 2024. Recently, political activities of all major political parties have increased, which might indicate that the unofficial election campaign has already begun. For example, the ruling Serbian Progressive Party, or SNS, is forming the nationwide People's Movement for the Defense of the State, a supra-party organization led by President Vucic, who is also the leader of the SNS. Representatives of the other parliamentary political parties held meetings in various Serbian cities. Some parties even opened new local offices. Prime Minister Anna Brnabic, however, stated that she does not know when the elections are going to be held. Days before the meeting between Vucic and Kurti took place, in the Faculty of Political Sciences in Belgrade, or FPN, posters of certain professors in which they were labeled as traitors appeared in front of the faculty's building. Prior to that, faculty members scheduled a roundtable discussion called Academic Exchange Between Kosovo and Serbia, where FPN lecturers and professors at the Faculty of Philosophy from Pristina would participate. In the poster promoting the discussion, Kosovo's name did not include an asterisk, which indicates that Kosovo is, according to the agreement between the two political parties on regional representation and cooperation from 2012, still a part of Serbia. Because of that, posters targeting professors of FPN started appearing, and some pro-government media accused the organizers of violating the constitution, which states that Kosovo is an integral part of Serbia. As a result, the FPN staff announced on Friday the 17th that the discussion was cancelled for security reasons. On Tuesday the 14th, it was reported that some Russian diplomats, who had been previously expelled from some EU member countries for espionage, are now accredited Russian representatives in Serbia, and two of them have ties to Russian intelligence services. Officials in Serbia did not comment on the situation. However, the opposition seriously criticized the government. Some opposition parties said that this situation only distanced Serbia from its possible EU membership. Dragana Rakic, 
an MP from the opposition Democratic Party, or DS, stated that the lack of sanctions against Russia, as well as the latest provision of shelter to Russian spies, seriously affects Serbia's reputation. She criticized President Vucic, claiming that the only reason Serbia has not sanctioned Russia already is because Vucic doesn't want his ratings to go down. Conveniently for Russian diplomats, a Serbian flying company, Air Serbia, announced 17 flights a week between Budapest and Belgrade, which could offer Russian migrants a way into the EU. Since Serbia did not impose sanctions against Russia, Air Serbia still operates regular flights to and from Russian cities. The high number of weekly flights from Belgrade to Budapest could significantly increase the number of Russian immigrants in Europe. Russian airlines can fly within Serbia, but can't reach Serbia's neighboring countries since they all sanctioned Russia. Even before the Russian-Ukrainian war broke out, direct flights to and from Budapest were popular among Russian travelers. Since the war started, Hungarian airline Wizz Air has increased the booking capacity for these flights, which means that flights to and from Budapest are performing well. On Thursday the 16th, a couple of representatives from the extremely conservative political party Tveri spoke with the members of the Russian Duma, the lower house of the Federal Assembly of Russia, and expressed how the Franco-German proposal is fatal for the future of Serbia. They also stated that Russia pays more attention to the interests of Serbia than the Serbian government itself. Serbian conservative parties, such as Dveri, oppose the Franco-German proposal because they fear its implementation might force Serbia to formally recognize Kosovo. Along with disagreeing with the EU and its political views, conservative parties are heavily pro-Russian. On Tuesday the 14th, Dveri representatives even attended the founding congress of the International Movement of Russophiles, a gathering for supporters of Russia and those who love its history and culture. Similarly, it seems that Russian representatives also want to support Serbia. Alexander Botsan Karchenko, the Russian ambassador to Belgrade, said on Thursday the 16th that Serbia can count on any kind of support from Russia. In a televised interview, the host asked him if this could mean that Russia would enter an armed conflict because of Serbia. However, Botsan Karchenko said that everything depends on the assessment and the specific situation in which Serbia and Russia would find themselves. He added that Serbia is one of Russia's traditional allies, and when and if friendly and fraternal relations are at stake, Serbia and Serbs can turn to Russia. On Saturday the 18th, the contractor, China Communications Construction Company, damaged a memorial dedicated to soldiers fallen at the Second World War in the village of Negesori. The workers dismantled the monument without notifying the supervisory board and the Institution for Protection of Cultural Monuments. Goran Vesic, the Minister of Construction, Transport and Infrastructure, asked the company to urgently reconstruct the damaged monument. On to some environmental news. On Thursday the 16th, the Serbian government held a session and adopted amendments to the law and use of renewable energy sources. The Ministry of Mining and Energy announced that these changes enable further development of the sector, including the implementation of auctions for new capabilities from renewable resources. Serbia currently receives about two-thirds of its electricity from coal. Increasing energy production from renewable sources will significantly help reduce the negative impact traditional energy has on the environment. The Electric Power Industry of Serbia, or EPS, is also going green. It intends to shut down 10 coal power units, with a total capacity of around 1,000 megawatts between 2025 and 2035. This shutdown will end the operation of thermal power plants Morava, Kolubara A, and Kostolac A. Vladimir Siljukut, advisor to the EPS director, presented the shutdown plan at a conference organized by the Energy of the Balkan website.
He said that coal should ensure Serbia's energy security and be a part of its green transition. He added that the planned shutdown will reduce CO2 emissions factor from 0.86 tons in 2019 to 0.51 tons in 2035. And lastly, on to some health updates. About 4,900 COVID-19 cases were confirmed and around 30 people have died this week. Compared to last week, the number of confirmed cases has decreased by 600. And that's it for this week. If you don't know, Rorschach has a newsletter on Substack, so check it out. It's rare, so you won't be flooded with emails, but it will tell you a little bit about what's motivating all of this. Link in the show notes. Tell us your hopes and dreams at serbia at rorschach.com. Do zobacenia! Do zobacenia!